Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. In 2006, two forces of good for business met. These two men think and act differently. Their sole mission is to help entrepreneurs and businesses succeed. Today, this elite duo, Carl Gibbons and Carl Gould, the G-Team, have broken out of the conventional business box. So if you have a problem, and if no one else can help, you can find them right here on W4CY.com. Every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern, the G-Team. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Quit and Get Rich. This is Carl Gould, and on the other side of the glass is... Carl Gibbons. All right. And the Interpol, the side of the milk box, the the authorities, those that you wish to avoid in life, oftentimes call us the... G-Team. G-Team. All right. How you doing, Gibbons? Insert applause. I'm doing really good. (laughs) <laughs> and and look, look, I like to save the best for last. This is the premier internet radio show. Also doubling, uh, it's stunt double is on iHeartRadio. We're here for the aspiring, the emerging, uh, the executive. You know, the executive does dial in, Gibbons, and does yep, listen to us. I sure do. Uh, entrepreneur, but we like to take a little offbeat uh, view on business. We, I think we might even delve into politics today, if I understand, Gibbons. And, you know... We, we like to have a little bit of fun on this show. So we say quit means to get your head out of your assets and stop doing the things you're not supposed to be doing. Leverage them and create a team and build a machine around you that will create consistent, reliable results. And then get rich. And get rich means whatever success means to you. right? And so this is 50 minutes, the fastest 50 minutes in radio and I'm, I might say, Gibbons, the second most enjoyable 50 minutes on radio. The second? What's the first? Yeah. Uh, Sunday at 9 o'clock when they rebroadcast this puppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically because I, I don't have to get out of bed. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, second most enjoyable for the audience. Right, right, right. Sorry. It's the second, <laughs> it's the second most enjoyable for us because this one we actually have to work at. But... Oh. Uh, Gibbons, I'm, hey, listen, we got a couple of birthdays coming up. One is mine pretty soon, and then and soon is ours. Aren't we going to turn 200 soon? I, I, I guess we are. Oh, I, my I, goodness I, gracious. I guess we are. Um, so stay tuned. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff going on for that one. I'm, oh. not, quite, I'm not quite sure what, but um, the, 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 something will happen. Something will happen. I, it, it just always does. You can uh, you can count on the G team to uh, whip up a party at a moment's notice. You know, the, people ask me a, a lot, and, and I know you get the same that they you know they'll stop me at the street or at the airport or the, the networking meetings and stuff, and they'll say, "Where did you come up with the the quit and get rich idea and the format for the program?" And I say it's real simple. There are so many 
what I refer to as highbrow business programs that take themselves seriously. You know, where the, the commentator and the, the Dow Jones today stands at whatever it is and the um, the index stands at here and the exchange rate, the dollar against the yen and the dollar against the pound and this particular company um, issued a profits warning. And it's like, who wants to listen to that? Come on. And I say, that's not how your business world works, is it really? And they say, no, it's that we have the up and downs, the laughs, the tears, the, the lumps and the bumps that go along with it. And I say, well, if you think about it, that's what Gould and I try to do with the show every Wednesday morning. You know, we try to have the ups, the downs, the laughs, the tears, the lumps and the bumps that, that make up the day-to-day life of an entrepreneur. And sometimes we get it right and sometimes we don't get it quite so right. But I think we never go down that seriously. We never take ourselves too seriously that we can't have a laugh and a joke about what's going on. And I don't care what the subject is either. We, we've, we've touched on some really some very serious – and I think everything we touch on is relevant. Um, but there's just, that, there's just that element of irreverence. And I, I think that's what that's what sets us apart. Well, that's what I like to think sets us apart anyway. And when I ask people that, so why do they listen? That's the normal of the answer I get. You guys don't take yourselves too seriously and you're just that little bit irreverent. So there you right, go. Right, all right, yeah. So anyway. So uh, what have you been up to? What's going on? Oh, all sorts of stuff, Gibbons. I got to tell you, I have, I don't, I, it's been a while since I've paid this much attention to our presidential races. I mean, I usually, I usually have a decent idea of who I, I think I like and whose platform I think I buy into or not. Um, I'm struggling with this one, candidly. Um, I, I don't trust Hillary Clinton as far as I can throw her. And as I, as I get a little older and I go to the gym, I realize I can't throw people as far as I used to. <laughs> uh, so I don't. I just. I flat out don't trust her. I, I think she's entitled. She she takes care of herself first, and um, and uh, you know, and and oftentimes at our expense. And then and then Trump, who theoretically I'd like to get behind. Because he's a business guy and he's a maverick yes. and he's a rebel yes. and yeah. and he, and he and he's talks straight, but then. He says some things that just are so moronic, and I don't. I don't mean hubris. I, I you know, it's funny there, when I travel the world. Everybody wants to talk about our presidential races, and everybody wants to talk about Trump. And and you know, living in New Jersey here and um, uh, traveling in some of the same circles that he travels, and and you know, hearing him on on uh, media over the last thirty years, I kind of get his sense of humor. Like half the stuff he says is tongue in cheek, and I get it. I get the stuff that's funny. He says he's going to slap somebody. He, he's a pussycat. He's not. He doesn't hit anybody, right? He does not. He doesn't really mean he's going to hit somebody. So I kind of get the humor, but what bothers me is he doesn't get that everyone else doesn't get he doesn't his humor. Get it? Yes. Right. Yes. And and you know he's he's he and he proves himself to be way too parochial when he gets in front of a group in Cincinnati and says something you know that's local that might be funny there but you know uh but uh, offends the whole rest of the world and he doesn't seem to get that the rest of the world is watching so i um and so i'm struggling to get behind him either you know and so i i'm i'm i am struggling a bit here you know and um so I, I'm not sure what to make of it yet, um, but I'm not I'm not tremendously comfortable with uh, you know I'm not tremendously comfortable with um, how this is going to turn out, I, and I'm not normally like that. No, and, and I think I think your your views are a lot more common than the pollsters would have us believe, and and here's why: if you were to draw up the 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 pluses and minuses list. We've had people in for an interview for the position. Let's think of it like that. We're going to make a new appointment to the board and um, we brought these people in for an interview. When you look at Hillary's resume, um, she's she's shadowed the job. Um, She's held one of the highest offices in the land under the job. She has a global reputation and a global presence. Um, there's, there's a lot of pluses there. There's a lot of pluses there. Now, what's the minus? Well, her name 
and I don't just mean Hillary Clinton, but I, the, just the name Clinton, there is an, an element of um, chicanery built around it, should I say? There's a little bit of a cloud put around it. I think Bill's now moved on to take on his elder statesman role, and I think he's doing an absolute knockout job of that, let me tell you. I mean, he's a, he's a terrific orator, great speaker, brilliant motivator. He's a better elder statesman than he was a president, if you see what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, there were still a lot of question marks around the Clinton name, correct? Both historically and, and currently. So that's the downside. Then we take a look at, at Mr. T. And I agree with you. I want to get behind him because of the entrepreneurial businessman scenario that we've got going on. Um, but I tell you, he's got that buffoon thing going on as well, hasn't he? Is it? Do you remember we talked about uh, uh, Britex and, and the ex-mayor of London, Boris Johnson? Yeah. He, remi- he reminds me a lot of Boris Johnson. And for those of you that don't know, just, just Google Boris Johnson and look at a few, a few clips of, of him. Very Trump-esque. Very Trump-esque. Trump-esque. Yes. Put them together and they could have been separated at birth, couldn't they? You know, and a very, he's a, but he's a very well-educated man. Uh, he's a very intelligent man, but he just has this buffoon thing going on, this absent-minded professor, you know, puts his foot in his mouth every other sentence. And that's what Trump's got going on. Right. He's got all these. Clearly, he's he's surrounding himself with um, a, a terrific team that are, that are that are pushing him forward. I mean, he's completely annihilated all oncomers within his own party. So his own party needs to look internally at that one for a start. You know, it's no good saying, "Oh, it's not wanted," and it's it's not what the Republicans are all about. Well, the Republican rank and file put him there, blew away all of the others. But there's, he, he, I don't know, he's just not a world statesman, is he? No, he's, no. He's, he's, not, he's just not a statesman, period. He's not even a, an internal statesman, a now US that could, statesman. Now, that, that could work to his favor. favor. And um, because, look, I mean, <clears throat> in what I have observed over the years is Trump has threatened to run for president every four years for the last 20 years. Right. Every, you know, every race, he starts out by saying, I could be a great president. You know, I'm kind of thinking I might want to run and it's so inept. Right. And then and then there's a strong or relatively strong candidates that emerge and and Trump realizes his his ideas don't get any traction. But there has been such a void of true leadership in the Democratic and Republican parties um, that, you know, all of a sudden Trump says, I'm thinking of running for president. And he gets some votes. Right. He's like, oh, I think the rest of the country wouldn't mind if I was president. And he gets people that get behind him. Yeah. And then there's nobody else that takes his spot. So he's like, well, listen, if none of you are going to take it, I guess I will. And, and so- worse, and worse, Gordy, none of you can take it. I've, yeah. I've gained such momentum and I'm gaining such support that I'm just blowing the rest of you away. And I thought for sure, I thought for sure a Jeb Bush, a um, Michael Bloomberg, a um, Mitt Romney or another major Republican figure, Paul Ryan, was going to step up at some point and say, "Okay, enough of the sideshow. Let's get serious. Jump into the race and take him out. But you're right. He built up so such momentum. And the one thing Trump has done that's really good is he has captured the voice of those who are pissed off with the status quo and those that are sick of the traditional political system, right? And so we are going, you know, we, there is room for a leader or, you know, a politician or that is going to occupy that space on that platform. There is room where the non-traditional leader is coming. So that's, you know, I, that's fine. I get that. I'm okay with that. But you're right, and I don't. I don't think he needs even needs to be a statesman. Um, and there's a part of me that believes that his ego will not allow him to do a bad job. That he he is, you know what I mean? Like he would, he will hang himself before he will do a bad job. He he just won't allow it because he's never, you know, he can't. He could never handle. He can't handle being second place. Well, Which I find interesting, you know, because he probably will lose this race, um, and, and he's going to be in second place. 
Um, and he's never been there before. He doesn't like it. So, so there's a part of me that says, you know what? If the guy actually got elected, he would probably do a good job. If Hillary got elected, we, there's, I, I, you know what? Given her track record and what she hasn't done when she had the chance, I don't think she actually would do a good job. So the better the, – the person who would actually perform better is probably not going to win – but you know, I'm I'm struggling to, I'm struggling to, you know, think of who could be really good here, you know. And if, um, if nothing else, if nothing else, this presidential race has has got to have caused both sides to sit down and think that there is a major shakeup required. Because a lot of, you know, just the people are saying we're not prepared to put up with it and we have lost a lot of confidence in the traditional, conventional political system, the, 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 the structure that we've got at the moment and the way things work and these professional politicians that they've either got a job for life or they never actually follow through with it or become self-interest. Somebody stepped up to the plate and said, that has to change and gained instant momentum. And even if he doesn't win, I think the repercussions and the reverberations of that are going to rattle around for a long time. I think there's going to be a lot of internal on both sides. Don't care. Elephant or donkey. Don't care. They're going to have to do a lot of internal, uh, soul searching and take a look because what he's done cannot be ignored. Well, yeah. I mean, in some ways, he's won already because he has shaken up what we consider to be a political race. And he's proven that if you know how to work the media, you could essentially stay in front of the American people constantly um, and, uh, you know, without the traditional political organization behind him. Um, So, I mean, you know, now it's official. We, as a country, we'll, we will make history. We are either going to elect a woman, first woman president, or our first business person, our first non-politician. You know, but if you'll forgive, this is kind of, play along with me on this analogy for a second. I, from what I know of Winston Churchill, um, they said that he was the perfect person, the perfect prime minister to take England through World War II. But what a lot of people don't realize is that he was only prime minister for a very short period of time yes. and yes. was never elected prime minister again. Is that right? Correct. Correct. So, so this hit me. So I'm not saying by Winston Churchill is an iconic, legendary leader. Trump is not that. But what I'm saying is that Trump is almost Winston Churchill-esque, that if he were president for the next four years – he might be just the type of president we need for this short burst of time. And then he, we may never hear from him again, but he might just be that, that um, what, what do you call it, that right ingredient for this period of time to properly shake things up, recalibrate, and then reboot the system. Right man, right place, right time. Yeah, it may very well be. Because that's what Churchill was. Churchill was a man of his time. Yeah. Um, his entire life was built for World War Two, That was yeah. it. If you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I mean, he, there are so many gems that came out of that guy, you know, and, yep. and, and when, I, when I first read, I mean, obviously it was years ago, but when I first read that he was only prime minister for that brief period of time and never, never before or after, I thought, wow, I, I would have thought, you know, for what he did and what he meant to the world at that time, I mean, he was probably one of the greatest leaders of the 20th century. Oh, As, without, without, without a shadow. With, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. without a shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll so, see. I, 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 have, I do have, given my heritage and background, I do have a little bit of a problem um, putting uh, Mr. T on the, uh, on the same pedestal as Mr. C. But, of course, of course. But I, but I do hear where you're coming from. I do hear where you're coming from. B- both of them um, shifted the status quo. Whether, right. whether to be forced to or created it. And oddly enough, Churchill was actually forced to uh, because he took, over the, the, he took over the Tory party and then the, the coalition party uh, or the, because when the UK entered the Second World War, 
it was a coalition government as opposed to one particular party. Whereas Trump, um, he, he's doing it internally and, and just mixing up the status quo on the way things are done. But uh, we, we shall see. Um, I think we've, uh, we've given both Mr. Trump and uh, Mrs. Clinton enough free airtime for today. And we can move on from that. What do you say? All right, let's do it. So um, how about a quick shout-out, and then we'll do a topic of the morning. Does that sound good? Let, let's, let's, let's quit, get rich, and move on. Go Don't for forget, it. everybody, connect with us anytime, anywhere, 365, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. All you've got to do is just plug into the internet anytime, place, and you can find us on iHeartRadio. Check us out. And um, connect with us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, join the team, all that stuff. You know how to do that. We want to know what you think. Do you like the topics that we cover? Is there anything you want specifically that you want uh, Gould and I to talk about? What's keeping you awake at night? Uh, not just what's keeping you awake at night. What do you want to share with us that's been great? You know, have you won some awards? Has something happened within your business that you didn't see coming that has completely of being a game changer it doesn't have to be the downer stuff we want to hear about the great stuff either way let us know gibbons or gould at gteamradio.com and as always keep those fixits coming in we say it every week but you guys never let us down in that department so there you go what's happening in hyper growth daily mr gould well um so why don't we go quick quick topic a topic of the morning then we'll hit hyper growth daily the um, topic of the morning is to go inclusive or exclusive. So just as a little lesson from what we were talking about, Gibbons, Hillary's, Hillary's trying to be the unifier. Donald is trying to be the exclusive one or divisive one in their bid to become president. And so while there's no right or wrong way to go about your strategy and you can win the game either way, you, you must stick with your strategy. So stick to your guns and do what you believe in because in the end um, – you know, win, lose, or draw, you could be criticized, but if you at least stuck to your guns and what you believe in, you know, people will at least respect you for that. So Hyper Growth Daily um, was interesting because we got the perspective of an, of an intern. You know, this, this show, Gibbons, is about us as owners, you know, f- view from the top sort of yeah. thing, right? And perspective from, from either the top or over the shoulder of the person from the top. And uh, so in Hypergrowth Daily um, on the 26th of July, great article called The Five Invaluable Things I Learned Interning at a Hypergrowth Startup. And this happened to be a Hypergrowth Tech Startup. So this was, um, uh, this was somebody whose college um, senior um, was uh, interning at a company where the owner is 26 years old but had a team of 45 under her. And, um, and, and, you know, what, what her top, what his top five observations were, you know, was interesting was, <laughs> uh, they got no training, but the first thing they were taught to do is spend the first week running around, meet everybody and learn what we do, which I thought was pretty funny. Now that's training. Here you are, go get them. Um, but the five things they learned was number one, don't be afraid to ask questions. Number two, get to know each team. Okay, well, that, which is interesting because now you learn you learn how the ecosystem, not just each person, but the ecosystem. Number three, learn the industry, um, and you know this person interned in the operations department, so they were they had to analyze the direction that the company is heading and how to improve it. So they needed to learn the industry and where it might be heading. Uh, don't hesitate to take on responsibilities, and no work is menial. Now. What was interesting is, I mean, this is, this is classic millennial. This is a millennial um, interning for a millennial. So you talk about the irony of that, right, in today's age. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had this discussion in the past. So many people think that the millennials are afraid of work and they're so entitled. And, and um, you know, you and I very much have, have taken the opposite stance that, it's just the opposite. You just have to make the work meaningful and people will work their tails off for you. Yeah. And, and, and here you go. Somebody's saying no work is menial. Don't hesitate to take on responsibilities. Ask questions. And this is all about being proactive. And this is a story about somebody who is looking for um, a dream job and looking to 
you know, go the extra step to get that done, which I thought was very refreshing um, uh, approach. It's actually re- reminds there was a, what's that movie? Um, uh, De Niro. The intern. Yeah, the intern. Yeah, the intern. There you go. The intern with, with De Niro. Um, I also think that that clearly showed as well. If you look at that, and you also look at this, how 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 much as I refer to them as the grey hair and the no hair can have value to the to the millennial business. That that harnessing that experience, harnessing that. That background. Yep, the, the grey hair and the no hair, they're not going to do it in the same way. They haven't got the same background. They don't have the same culture. But they, nevertheless, they've had experiences. And some of those experiences, and a lot of them, what is it you say? Um, they've got the T-shirt they've, and they've got the blood stain still to prove it. That's a terrific value um, to some businesses. If only they would, would harness that. And I think you can take that intern philosophy, that intern um mentality both ways both as the new guys whether it be the millennials coming into a more mature business or vice versa the perhaps the retired executive the the gray hair or in my case the no hair can go into a business and and just hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Give a little bit of historical perspective. That's not to say the worst thing back in the day or when I were a lad, here's how it was done. That's not what I'm saying at all. But those experiences uh, are always are always good to share. Always good to share, and there's there's a lesson to be learned for everybody from all of those. Yeah, there's there's no doubt, and I I, I keep coming back to the willingness of this generation, um, and and I, and look, I I don't have I, I'm not trying to be the poster child or the the champion of a generation, but I I hear so much negativity about it that I wanted to um, you know I want to give credit where credit is due, and and there's an awful lot of great things going on here, and and. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of misperception of what's going on here, as far as what this what this generation is willing to do or not willing to do, and um, you know, so I thought it was I thought it it, it was interesting that the um, you know that they get so much uh, heat for being um, uh, not not willing to work when I I, I just I, I see the opposite. You know, I, I just I really. Uh, uh, see it as a, as a slightly different way, you know. Yeah, I think the the people that have that argument, it doesn't hold water, does it? I mean, love him or hate him, I mean, Zuckerberg's still a kid. Yeah. Um, is he thirty yet? I, I don't know. Is he out of diapers yet? Let alone is he thirty. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> he runs arguably probably the, one of the most powerful companies on this planet. And he created, you know, we can go into the argument of whether he created it or sporrowed it. It doesn't matter. He picked up the ball, he ran with it, he, he created it, and he made it into the global phenomenon that it is in, in a relatively few short years. And look at the, the, the tech startups. It doesn't matter, you know, these, these internet startups. So, and they're all run by what you and I or I call kids. They just are. And they're phenomenally successful. Cuban, I mean, he's not that old. You know, phenomenally successful. And you can't ignore it. And and, and people that start to give the millennials, and I'm, Cuban obviously isn't a millennial, but um, <clears throat> the, the people that start to give the, 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 the young entrepreneur, the, the millennial entrepreneur, the hard time, it just doesn't hold water. It's just different, people. It's just different. And rather than... Rather than uh, rather than be negative about it and and talk down to them, engage with them, find out what makes them tick. They don't get excited by the same things that you and I get excited about, or you, Mister Entrepreneur, Business Owner out there, because you're just older. You just are. It's a fact, you know. And and these kids come out of college with 
And some of them haven't even been to college and have got more get up and go and more about them than some of us have got. You've just got to engage them in a different way. And it's not easy. I, I fully accept that. It's not easy. If it was easy, well, we'd all do it, wouldn't we? It's, it's tough. But you've got to do it because they are the future. There's no doubt about it. And their track record is pretty impressive. Their track yeah. record is pretty impressive. So, yeah, that, there's no question about it. No question about it, yeah. So engage is the word of the morning, I think. I think you are correct, my friend. There you go. So a quick shout out, a good uh, a good way to get us off the uh, a, a good way to get us off the the starting blocks this morning, and uh, we'll have a, a bit of a shout out, and uh, we'll come back and um, what are, what are we going to talk about when we get back, Mister Gould? You're, you're we, driving the, you're driving the bus. Uh, well, the what? Bu- the, <laughs> the bus is on the sidewalk, dude. <laughs> hey, but like like we have said before we choose our own path we go our own way right yeah <laughs> oh god it's hilarious so no we're going to come back we're going to do some we're going to do we're going to do a shout out we're going to do uh, some fixits and um we're going to uh, you know and then we have a quick commentary and i believe i have something i'd like to get off my chest today so um that's that's what we'll do as soon as we come back you got it. So don't forget, connect with us anytime you want. iHeartRadio, that's the place where it's all going on. Tune in, log on, switch on, go to the search button. If you haven't already got us as one of your favourites, and if you haven't, shame on you. Uh, but just go to the search button and go quit and get rich, and there we will be. And if you want to uh, hear a little bit more of the Fix It in Fives, because you can't get enough of that, of course, we've got our own Fix It in Five blog station on the high art as well, because those guys can't get enough of the G team over there. Woohoo! Woohoo! Um, connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff. Like us, hate us, tell us what you think. You can either phone in on 561-623-9429. You can email Gibbons or Gould at gteamradio.com. And um, if Gould isn't trying out and auditioning to be the drummer of some crazy band up in New Jersey. (laughs) New microphone, you can hear everything here, can't you? (laughs) All right, rocking and rolling. And to think we get paid for this stuff. Who who, who, who would have thought it? Wait a minute, you get paid? Yeah. Oh shit! Didn't yeah, I was that. paid. How the hell did that happen? Wait, I gotta uh, talk to Chad you, about this. You must have missed that meeting. I I blame Chad. Why not? We do for everything else. Why not blame him for that? Sure, right. absolutely. Right. Okay. Back to you. Pick it up. Run with it. What you got? All right. So it. So we would we would love it if you liked us. Five. Four. Three, two, one. Fix it and fives go. All right, we're going to fix it for Jessica from Virginia, Brad from New Hampshire, and John from Long Island. Wow, we are an East Coast fix it today. And then a uh, quick commentary will be by myself, Mr. Carl Gould. So, Gibbons, why don't you take on Jessica from Virginia? All right, you ready okay. for it? Yep, All right, here we go. Guys, we have successfully productized our business and created a software which automates our business operations. We want to begin selling this program to other companies and shift our business model from our current project-based consulting to our software-based recurring revenue model. We are finding that selling this software is much different than selling our consulting. (laughs) You think? You think? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's two totally different things. So where did we go wrong? Ah, uh, okay, well. Well, you I, didn't. Go ahead. You go ahead. didn't. But come on, come on. We've only got five minutes, Jessica. <laughs> you, <not> even. <laughs> you, you started a different business, Jessica. Totally uh, different business. Completely different business, Jessica. Um, you, you're more than likely also selling to two entirely different people. Um, you know, you're out selling to the CEO or are you out selling to the CFO as they make the decisions as whether or not software integration is uh, by their own team makes sense for them or should they outsource it? You know, you've got a different business, you've got a different, you've got, you've got a different end user, you've got a different, you've got a different buyer. Sorry, you might have the same end user, but you have a different buyer. Um, you've got a, certainly a different gatekeeper and a different influencer. 
Um, so I would suggest uh, that you you add a bit of a, a human element and uh, uh, and have a consultant from your team facilitate the transaction and facilitate the transition as well of the software to their team so it becomes more integrated. Uh, and I think I'd... I think your the feel will then become more consulting, which is a lot easier for you to do uh, because you're used to it and you understand it, and and it will be easier for the client also to integrate into their system because that's how they see you. That's how you see. Do you remember we had a guest on our show a gajillion years ago, um, Pete Truckle, um, who oh, yeah. uh, retired out to Egypt. Well, if you remember, Pete. Um, was the uh, had a very successful software company, and he had a guy who was a part of his design team and his programming team that he used to take with him on um, uh, to, to, to client presentations. And he always used to get the thing, and it used to frustrate the living daylights out of him. Until I worked with him and helped him do exactly what it is that we're saying to Jessica. The the prospect will say. We'll buy it, we'll take it, but we want him to come and do it. He's got to come in and implement it. And and, and Pete would say, and I'd look at him, the worst person in the world that you want on a one-on-one with a client <laughs> and left on their own is this particular guy. Did he know his stuff? Could he explain it? Could he do it? But what, what I'm trying to say here, Jessica, is if you build it into, you use sort of like Pete's model, you use your internal consulting services and show to your client how it can work and and how you can leverage that internal expertise. They're already engaging with you on that level, so it'll actually become less of a sell as well. It'll almost become more of a tell. You're just adding value. Oh, and by the way, we have the internal people that can execute this and make it happen for you, and I think that will make the entire process a lot easier for you. But if you carry on on the road that you're going down now – it, it, it's just an entirely different business. And that could mean you're going to need entirely different personnel, entirely different culture, entirely different mindset, top to bottom. And, and that equals time and it also equals money. So leverage your successes. Look internally about how you actually present your new product, goods and services. And I think that could be a route to success. Mr. Gould, have you got anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, the part that I'm a little concerned is that Jessica might have productized the business because she might be sick of chasing the next client and sick of dealing with the people side of things. But, you know, there was a day when you can hand over certain softwares and everybody just ran with it. And unless you're Pokemon Go or Facebook or, you know, Uber, there are a handful out there where they are, um, you know, cam scanner, where they're that basic, where you just use them. But if they're anything, um, if they're anything, you know, sophisticated at all, they require the human element. So, in other words, these cons- these software firms are really consulting firms that just yeah. have a really cool tool. So you're right. not getting out of consulting. If you think you're getting out of consulting, you're not. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And even better, you're you're just adding value more as well, aren't you? You're adding yeah. more value to the client, and and that's one thing a lot of consultants struggle with. They come in, they have their core competency, they do their thing, and they're very good at it. And it's like, well, where do we go now? What else can we do? And some of them dig around very badly at trying to find new stuff that they can do for a client. But the successful ones are constantly adding value. Think of it like this. It's not about going deep. It's going wide. You're just knocking on a different door with inside the the business. Anyway, hope that helped you, Jessica. Uh, Mr. Gould. How about Brad from New Hampshire? You ready for I'm Brad? I'm ready for Brad, yeah. All right, all right. I just need to change my glasses. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Here we go. Brad from New Hampshire says, uh, Hi, G-Team. I'm an accountant. Boo. <laughs> I'm an accountant, and I'm considering taking on an other advisory services. I'm not sure how to approach my existing clients with a new service. I'm afraid that they're going to just say to me, you know my numbers already. Why do I need this other service? Is this a legitimate concern of mine? Well, you know, um, I mean, I think it's absolutely a legitimate concern. I mean, look, they're going to ask the question, but it will be more out of curiosity because they don't fully understand what you do now 
nor what you are proposing to do with them in the future. So it's going to take a little education and some time, but stick to your guns here because and explain the difference between your service offerings. Um, you know, uh, there's always going to be a concern. Remember, not every question is an objection, and some questions are just information gathering. Right. And so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get too over analytical um, on this. But on the topic of analytics, explain to them that accounting is analytics, but advisory is strategy. It, there's it's it's the same coin, but it's two totally diff, two different yeah. sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, and they are they're two totally different activities and they are different value propositions. So mm-hmm. I, I, you're making the right decision. And this is where accounting firms need to go. Um, and I think your clients will like the fact that you are taking the initiative to bring them more and more value. So that, you know, kudos for that, but I, I, I wouldn't get too hung up on it. I think if somebody asks the question, um, you know, that's a really good sign that they care. No, uh, to- totally agreed. Yeah. Look, think of it like this, Brad. Yes. I've brought you the numbers, but now I'm going to sit down with you interpret those numbers and decide what we're going to do with them. You know, and those, those are two entirely different processes, you know, the, and again, it's back to what we said about to, to Jessica, you're now adding a lot, another level of value to you. You know, you're not just producing the monthly management reports. There you are. You either made a profit, you lost your margins were good or you were bad. You're now adding a layer that says, Having read these, here is what here is what not only is it telling you, here is where I would go with it, and here is what I would do with it, and here is maybe what we should be thinking about. So you now are starting to influence not only strategy, uh, the, the, the strategic elements of the business, but also the tactical in, in, uh, part of the business. And and now you're weaving yourself into a a, a real integral part of the company you've moved you've moved position completely you've now stopped just being a vendor a provider of numbers you've now become a solutions provider uh or or, uh, and you've become an integral part of the team either way you've added value that's the way i certainly would look at it that's what i I have to say yeah yeah and um that's the way yeah that's the way i would go i just you know, you're, you're doing right by your clients. And again, I would, um, you know, I would take the curiosity as simply that they are, they're glad that you're, 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 you're doing this. And I, I, I think uh, I like it a lot. I mean, I, I like the fact that, you know, you're doing this and it, and it shows a willingness that you're going to bring, you're going to bring more services to your clients. Every good provider does that. All right. So I like- that- there's a lot of synergy between Brad and Jessica, actually, isn't there, if you think about it? In a sense, yeah. So Jessica's productizing. Brad is bringing probably programs and processes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. You ready from John from Long Island? From Long Island. What have you got? You, see, you do a good South Africa. I, just, I, 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 can, I can roll out the jersey in the Long Island if you like. Oh, okay. Um, so, you guys, I have a... <laughs> Use guys, use guys. Ah, ah. I have a blue. Hey, 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 hey! Forget about it. Forget about it up here, you jag off. All right. So, <laughs> I have a blue collar business, and we are located in a more rural setting. How rural are you in Long Island? What are you talking about? Um, rural Long Island? What are you in the Hamptons? <laughs> I'm in Laurel. I'm in rural, filthy rich Long Island. All right. Least I do. Uh, the the problem I have is I do not have a large labor pool to pull from. Okay, yeah, I get that. All right, so in some of the outer reachers, and I'm struggling to convince mostly men to do manual labor. Well, that's been a pro. All right, I'm beating the hell out of John. I shouldn't be doing this, and that's been going on for decades. <laughs> that's been going on for centuries. What's your problem? All right, okay, let's do this again because I'm I'm ripping on John and I shouldn't. All right, guys, I have a blue collar business and we're located in a more rural setting. Um, I do not have a large labor pool to pull from, and I'm struggling con- to convince mostly men to do manual labor. What are my options? Take it, Gibbons. Present it in a different way. Absolutely. You've just got to, it's the same story, but you've just got to present it in a different way. 
Uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK springs to mind. Um, They focused on culture and a career path and how enjoyable it was to work in a team environment that actually did manual labour itself. And they they were talking to, you know, college jocks who basically, you know, sit around, eat pizza and drink beer and mess around like manual labour. Are you kidding me? You know, if this interfe- if this interferes with the football, it's not going to happen. Yet the whole thing was built around making it exciting, making it different, taking a fresh approach. Um, <clears throat> so you can, you've got that. Also, look at start checking out some uh, multi level marketing organisations. They do a really good job on focusing on lifestyle. You know, you can work when you want, the hours that you want, what days you want. Um, all of all of the whatever works for you, you know, if you've got kids and you can work just of a morning or of an afternoon or whatever, it's it's what works for them, okay? And I think you're focusing far too much on the actual job itself, okay? I.e. the labour part of it. And I want you to move your focus away from the labour to actually the the opportunity that it gives you. So you can... Work for us if you're a student, help pay your way through college. You can work for us. This is perfect for a working mom or perfect for a single parent or somebody that, whatever it is, take it, repackage it, represent it, and stop focusing on the actual labor itself, but the actual benefits of doing it as well. And because remember the old, old adage, I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago on everybody comes up with new stuff and new hip and trendy words and new in but but back in the day when i had hair i was always told that people buy the benefits not the features and the advantages okay so why is it what's in it for them why should they come and do it what makes it exciting what what makes your business different you're outdoors, it's in the fresh air, it's healthy. It's, I don't know. You've got to look at that and decide what that is. And that is what you've got to sell. Focus on the benefit of working for you and you'll convince the market that there's a place to work for you and they will want to come and work for you. Make sense? Yeah, I mean, if you focus on the work, if you say, hey, listen, you're going to be in 130-degree attics pulling crap down a a narrow ladder oh, or you're schlepping yeah. stuff out of a basement, you can make any job sound bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, on, on Food Network, they have all these top chefs. Have you ever worked in a restaurant? Yeah. Do you know how grueling that is? Yet they make cooking look like it's, you know, it's so glamorous and glorious. And, yeah. and there's a lot about it that is, but they fo- that's what they focus on. So it's how you position it. It's your marketing. You're marketing just like you would be marketing any other business you have to market to your internal customers your employees yeah. and you have to focus on on the upside of that is yeah. and also don't ignore your internal customers either um my friend don't ignore them at all uh, john um because they are great ambassadors for you as well you know when they're when they're out of a night at a restaurant a pub a bar sports game uh parents meeting whatever it is you know, what a great place. Love working for this guy, John. Who, who'd have thought I'd have done yeah. this? Who'd have thought? It's great. Really? I was thinking of changing. Um, could I have a chat with him? Yeah, I'll set you up. Yep. Great, great way to grow, John. Great way to go. Who become your top recruiters? Your current employees. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. they're already converts. They love it. They know the benefit of it. Yeah. Think in terms of stories, my friend. Think of a story, John. Stop thinking about the job. That's the way to go. All right, that's it. Another three in the bag for this week. Jessica from Virginia, Brad from New Hampshire, and John from New Ireland. As always, uh, please, please, please drop us a line and let us know if we helped. I know I always joke and jest with the story about if it works, it was my idea, and if it wasn't, it was Gould's. But seriously, we do want to know, and uh, we we do care, and we really are interested and uh, so please as always let us know so we're nearly at the end of another 50 minutes of business banter and badinage uh what do you want to get off your chest mr gould mr gibbons i have put on the hammer again 
Long mm. after my mantra to hang up the hammer, some time ago when I, 20 years ago actually, and when, then I then sold my construction business. I have a newfound joy in the actual work of carpentry. Yes, yes, I can't believe I'm saying it. And I'm enjoying the rewards of the process. I'm doing a couple projects around the house, um, invested in a little fix and flip with my cousin and, and have done some of the work. But maybe because it isn't my job anymore and I could just do it for fun as opposed to it being my, my profession. Anyway, pick something that you haven't done for a while and that you didn't like long ago and maybe you will, found, you will find a new found appreciation for it too. Gibbons? Uh, I, I love it. I, I like the idea. Um, <clears throat> in fact, I, I was just talking about this not so long ago. My wife was bashing me over the head with a hammer. Gibbons, you haven't painted for a long while. Not painting as in go and help Goldie paint his fix it and flip it, but you haven't. I, I like painting with watercolors and and use it or lose it. Just do it. Go back to doing some of the stuff you like. Go back to just have a go. Pick it up again. Doesn't matter what it is, and as long as you're enjoying it, I think that's all good. I think that's sure. all good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be business related either. You know, it can be just. Just something, it, it, that change of scenery, that change of environment, that change of thought process, just something. All right, we've got to wrap it up. I've got to say a big thank you to Chad and all the guys behind the glass that work their magic relentlessly week after week. And so um, this is Gibbons and Gould. We wish you a safe week, a happy week, but most importantly, a profitable week. So until the same time next week, this is Gibbons and Gould, Quit and Get Rich, and we are out. out. In 2006, two forces of good for business met. These two men think and act differently. Their sole mission is to help entrepreneurs and businesses succeed. Today, this elite duo, Carl Gibbons and Carl Gould, the G-Team, have broken out of the conventional business box. So if you have a problem, and if no one else can help, you can find them right here on W4CY.com. Every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern, the G-Team.